0: Welcome to another podcast from Hairless in the cloud. Uh, We are here live at Ignite 2023. It is second day. Um, We did a great round of podcast yesterday and today Jan brought another special guest to the table.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy that James Key is with us. Um, he's a program manager with Microsoft and uh, concentrating on uh, a very new, cool thing. Uh, actually, it was mentioned multiple times in the keynote yesterday by Satya Nadella. So uh, if you have had a, a cross on a paper every time he mentioned co-pilot, <laughs> then you would have a, a lot of crosses. Uh, so uh, can you tell us a little bit what you are doing with where you are coming from?
2: Who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is James Key. I'm a senior product manager at Microsoft. Um, I'm uh, based out of Houston in mm-hmm. the United States, okay. and um, uh, I came to Microsoft in 2015. Uh, originally, a SharePoint uh, on premises PFE, so all the SharePoint people rock on, <laughs> yeah. stay in the united. Um, and uh, immediately, when I was working in those areas, uh, productivity was always a big thing. And I moved over to Office 365 with productivity. Mm-hmm. And throughout all my conversations with productivity, I always came back to security. Security was at the heart of all the conversations. Okay. You can't collaborate. You can't be productive without security. So I moved into a security space and started learning about Microsoft 365 security, Azure security, and really got my niche around holistic security, understanding how our security stack really comes together as an ecosystem and making sure that we understand how all the individual pieces really connect. Mm-hmm. That's the power of Microsoft and our ecosystem. That gave me the opportunity last November to join our CXE team as a product manager for uh, Microsoft Defender for Office 365, Mm -hmm. which then, as we all know, AI blew up and became a big hot topic along a a lot of places. May may I
1: interrupt you for one second? So don't you think that good, really good security people Um, are people that have made experience in other fields Mm -hmm. that know about the infrastructure, as for example, as you mentioned, in the SharePoint area and stuff like that. And then on top of that, they, they create some knowledge about security. I think it's not a very good idea to start in security. I think it's better to make some experience in a broader way.
2: Absolutely. So a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. And it's hard to defend and secure against things if you don't know where the exploits are, the concerns are, or the business flows. And when we're working with uh, customers and partners, a lot of times we have to understand their business flow and how things are happening. If we understand that and the technology behind it, we know where the adversaries are going to come in, where the weak points exist, because we're doing the productivity side. Mm -hmm. So it really helps us be able to be better uh, better security people Mm -hmm. if we know how the products work. So absolutely, I would totally agree.
1: I mean, you have to understand what you're protecting, right? Otherwise, you can't protect
2: it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, my, my journey from there um, as a product manager then moved over to Security Copilot. Um, we had an initiative with Microsoft to uh, start getting Security Copilot really out to our partners. So, I'm leading the uh, MSSP side of our partner private preview for Security Copilot. That's us. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> We've got one of the partners here. And uh, really driving the expansion of the ecosystem, particularly around managed stock scenarios, how AI can really drive that and make it better, quicker, more efficient. And then also the extensibility of that taking Security Co-Pilot, building out skills, building out capabilities uh, around our embedded experience. So very excited to be here. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to be in the field that I'm in right now with Security Copilot because mm-hmm. it's the spotlight. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I like in the spotlight. It, it must
1: yeah. it feel very good. I mean, sitting in this uh, keynote uh, where Satya Nadella is on this huge stage with these huge screens, and every second word he's saying is Copilot. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Th- there's there's two sides to that. One is the excitement because yes. of what's happening, the innovation. The other is there's a lot of, you know, visibility on you. So everything that you do may be scrutinized a little bit further because of the the impact.
1: I can pressure. (laughs)
2: Yeah, absolutely. The pressure is intense sometimes. I can imagine. But uh, I thrive in chaos. Mm -hmm. I like that environment. Mm -hmm. I think I do very good at it. So being in a product that is literally the first generative AI security product to hit Mm -hmm. um, and being that visibility, I thrive in it. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm really loving the journey because we're building things, we're innovating, we're working with partners with amazing experience and it's really helping us drive the maturity of this and a scale. So
1: it's been fun. So on the one hand side, it's really complex, I would say. And on the other side, the speed is unbelievably high, right? So the the speed with which you are developing at Mm -hmm. the moment, I mean, Sacha mentioned it, um, I think it started over like 10 months ago or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, It's really unbelievable. And I can imagine that the pressure with that is even higher than, and then also uh, the complexity grows um, because uh, you have to be fast and you have this overall complexity.
2: Well, it's, it's, The complexity really comes with the integration that's happening right now because it's not just Security Copilot as a single product. We're embedding and integrating it with so many other plugins and services out there. First party, we've seen things already around Intune Mm -hmm. and Purview. Looking at M365 Defender and how we've recently, you know, as you know, last yesterday really talked about the unification of mm-hmm. Microsoft 365 Defender and Sentinel and bring those you know pieces together as a unified UX. Yep. Uh, security Copilot is helping to augment that across the board, and it's really helping us to be able to expand on those areas and show that the ecosystem of Microsoft is the biggest competitive advantage when it comes to security. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing situations where uh, threat attackers and adversaries, they're using AI to develop very complicated, okay. sophisticated types of attacks. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to combat um, malicious AI, you've got to have a defender with you. So mm-hmm. our security copilot pilot AI is helping us be able to defend that at the speed of machine. Mm-hmm. And you got to have that in there. That's the, the big incorporation part. Okay. Yeah maybe a
0: quick question from um as you started your design process uh with with the tool and uh, you had the task to integrate the ai mm-hmm. maybe based because attackers are doing this um did you have a clear vision what the 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 co-pilot would look like what's the purpose or is this ongoing seeing okay where where, where can we put it or mm-hmm. was it clear from day one what you're currently releasing mm-hmm.
2: what it is or was it kind of a yeah trying an error and mm-hmm. see yep. where do we do we go so i, I believe there's initial vision to begin with but as you can imagine with the complexities and the use cases of security copilot it definitely has expanded because we're seeing a lot of use cases where it's not just about looking at the incident it's not about just summarizing and bringing those things in it's about really augmenting the human aspect mm. uh, making everything better together that's really our big story better together with security copilot mm. particularly with our partners also in mssps because we're not only like i said bring the telemetry in from first party and third party we have script analysis We have the ability of using KQL, natural language conversion. So your analysts that used to be maybe junior analysts or tier one analysts, they now can perform very quickly as like tier two analysts and have that native understanding and experience without having to actually go through the training. Mm -hmm. So it's really helping that co-pilot mentality to make the partners and customers more efficient in their areas because of that augmentation of the experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the areas that really expanded out later on because the initial approach to this was really, well, let's get the investigations in there. Let's get the understanding of the summary and the tele- telemetry going. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it really expanded out beyond that. And as we've seen over at Ignite, a lot of things happening on the embedded experience, bringing that over to Intune so that we can understand configurations and mm-hmm. compliances and policies and troubleshooting of why devices are not compliant. Mm-hmm. And even Purview now, the ability of using this natural language for things like uh, cases and matters and e-discovery yeah. and bringing in DLP, it's just blowing the waters up with the potential that's there.
1: Because when you start building it, you get inspired, I can imagine. And absolutely. And you have new ideas yes. and you start building new stuff yeah. and then uh,
2: there's no end to it, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and the reason I enjoy working so much with partners is customers are great because you've got a, a core experience from them but partners bring in hundreds maybe thousands of experiences mm-hmm. and the multitudes there are just insane mm-hmm. so it allows us to be able to gravitate towards your experiences and how things are happening and bring those into the core development of the product so i'm ever thankful for partners mm-hmm. because y'all provide so much innovation so much experience that it's, it's, it's hard to really uh, quantify sometimes
1: yeah so you touched uh, uh, one topic i would like to talk about you said um it is um well kind of amplifying what what analysts can do today. So. I always imagine a picture like of a exoskeleton mm-hmm. um, where where you put on exoskeleton and, uh, to a uh, analyst. Yes. So everything he's capable of doing anyway, mm-hmm. he can do but very impl- amplified, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Um and this is how I imagine uh, um, security copilot uh, must feel as an analyst because so. uh, yeah, you're faster, and you have more possibilities, but still, you need to know what you are doing. Yes. Yeah, You need to know what you are doing. It's not replacing you, I guess, yeah. uh, but I want to hear your opinion about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, security copilot isn't designed to replace. It's meant to augment, yeah. and then that's the biggest thing, and I like that sort of analogy and example you said about the exosuit and everything, because it really is that. We're putting on things that maybe these analysts or other individuals are not skilled at, and give them an ability very quickly to do. Mm-hmm. We don't all come from the same background. We don't all have the same experiences. Heck, some junior analysts may never have seen a ransomware in their life. But the ability of being able to say, what is ransomware? And have threat intelligence come back, both first party and third party to explain it. And then to run through scripts and to say, well, this is what triggered this. And this is why it did this. And this is how it tried to evade the techniques and tactics that were being mm-hmm. designed. Mm-hmm. It helps us to be able to skill those individuals very quickly mm-hmm. and to give them experience that they really haven't had themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where that augmentation really comes in. And one of the big key values because as customers and partners come in conjunction with Security Copilot, it's going to allow you to be faster. It's going to allow you to be more efficient. And there's areas that we've seen in demos that's already been provided about how we're bringing in situations with uh, Security Copilot and M365 Copilot to do things that maybe are not necessarily technical in nature but they are responsibilities of technical individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of the bane of my existence Honestly, Um, Me building out PowerPoint slides, me building out Word documents and stuff, it is just complete dragging me down because yeah. it's not where I thrive. I thrive in the security space, mm-hmm. but I have to do that for my leadership, my yeah. reporting people. They want to see the graphs, they want to see the metrics. And Security Copilot has the ability to be able to help with that, oh. to be able to do PowerPoint slides, to be able to do graphs and to show the attack kill chain and to break the attack kill chain down mm-hmm to create email templates and to be able to create other types of documents so that the 90% is done for me and then I just tweak it a little bit, Mm -hmm. saving me 45 minutes to an hour or so forth. Mm -hmm. I I do a semi-good job getting out of the door every single day, matching color coordination where I don't embarrass my wife. I just don't have color coordination in my (laughs) jeans. But Security Copilot helps me be able to do that to build out things that look good, that looks fancy without me having that ability. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the security aspect. It's all the other things that come into it that you're responsible for that may not be your forte. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the security co-pilot and the integration to the other co that exist.
0: Yeah. And it looks like you, you can focus more on the on the fun stuff. You mentioned like, hey, there's always stuff to do and maybe mm-hmm. people don't get it. that it is not always like, it's in security is not always hunting and doing the the interesting stuff. It is crucial of the the job he's doing, mm-hmm. but there's boring stuff like you mentioned mm-hmm. reporting and it's yep. a really good, good info that. This is part of the job and this makes it easier in a consistent way. Um, and you can step away from Word, PowerPoint, and, yep. and to just the, the always.
2: Also, they had to, to add the knowledge you have and not do all the boilerplate uh, stuff. I, absolutely. And, and like I said, it's about making things more efficient. If I don't have to do all that other stuff and spend you know a third of my day doing that, then I'm spending another third of my day tracking things, mm-hmm. monitoring things, being more efficient in the security area, which ultimately makes our customers more protected, increases their security posture. That's that point of the augmentation so important mm-hmm. and recognizing that security copilot makes the user more able to be able to defend, but it also relies on the experience. Mm-hmm. That's where our MSSP's really come into play because you have that depth of experience, you have that depth of expertise when it comes to managing socks and managing you know, from a security standpoint. Security copilot just helps you. Augment that mm-hmm. and to make you better at what you already do. Yeah, I
1: awesome. think it's very important to have this attitude and also to transport this attitude uh, to your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think many have already uh, gained this attitude when working with ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows, okay, there, there can be maybe some some glitches or whatever okay. when, when you are asking ChatGPT mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a very good base to start and to amplify what you did uh, yes. or what you are planning to do, um, and it will make you faster and and efficient more more efficient.
2: Absolutely. And it's one thing we always have to, you know, have a concern with when it comes to AI is just making sure the results are accurate. Mm-hmm. There is situations around hallucination <coughs> and stale data, depending on the type of information that's coming in. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure that we're augmenting that information from a, a, a reputation perspective. And we need to have checks and balances. That's why it's not a replacement. It's an augmentation. Mm-hmm. And then also just recognizing that, you know, from this information, responsible AI is critical. We have to make sure that we're going in a situation where we're being very transparent. We're holding accountability. We're making sure that we're not having harmful AI out there. We don't want to end up in a scenario where we have Skynet out there that's doing dangerous things, you know. We want to keep things sort of constrained a little bit with this and responsible AI is very dear to my heart because it means that we're doing things in a responsible way while we're also helping to defend and protect Mm -hmm. and to really uh, extend the capabilities to customers and partners. Um,
1: doesn't even have that uh, science uh, sci-fi. part Mm -hmm. Uh, it can also be for example uh, it is uh, um, respecting um, your boundaries in your company like the permissions Mm -hmm. and and uh, the exfiltration policies and whatever so this is very important not only to have this functionality on the one hand side but also respecting all the permissions and the models you have in your company right
2: absolutely we understand that not all industries and countries have the same compliance regulations that each one has yeah Um, we've had uh, significant um, you know uh, changes we had to make in certain areas for GDPR mm-hmm. from a European Union perspective, yeah. you know, make sure that we're making, you know, that right there good for our customers and our partners. And we do the same thing when it comes to like the, the medical facilities and mm-hmm. so forth with HIPAA, mm-hmm. U uh, S government, uh, EU governments and so forth. Um, all these different entities, they have yep. different requirements and you're right. It's not just all about these government and, um, Uh, worldwide regulations but also the internal organization themselves who should see what data
1: exactly and that's
2: what i'm really happy about with security copilot is it honors the role-based access controls internally Mm -hmm. if you don't have access to get something it's not going to elevate your ability to see something you're not supposed to see
1: and that's what makes it enterprise great yeah when when Mm -hmm. when such a yesterday said and this is enterprise great i guess this is and this is the attitude of already the uh, attribute of Mm -hmm. the enterprise great
2: absolutely and we're leading with you know state-of-the-art compliance and security controls when it comes to data centers, when it comes to the, the data itself and how it's handled from a, a boundary perspective, whether it's the US boundary, the EU boundary, and so forth. And we continue to add in new advancements with that as we continue to look at ways of being able to say, well, this is how security is going to be used let's make sure that we're monitoring and making sure it's safe no matter where it goes. Mm-hmm. We've seen this from a data perspective with files of how we brought in DLP capabilities and sensitivity labels and so forth. I imagine as we move forward with Security Code Club, there'll be other types of abilities and control factors that'll help monitor these pieces as you share out sessions, as you share out data with different organizations and internally to make sure that things like that don't get visible to the wrong people, whether it's internally or externally. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now, let's dive a little bit into the user experience. Yes. So I think we have to distinguish between the, I say, portal on the mm-hmm. one hand side and then the integrate integration into yes. the other uh, products uh, on the other side. So can you talk a little bit about that? How does yep. it feel for a user? For, I mean, with a user, obviously, I mean an analyst or an administrator.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we have two experiences. One is the standalone experience mm-hmm. and one is the embedded experience. Mm-hmm. The standalone experience is within the portal. That's your sort of flagship approach of accessing it from a prompt and going through your sessions. Uh, And then we have the embedded experience, which we've been embedded so far over into uh, Microsoft 365 Defender. Um, Sentinel integrations from embedding. Uh, We've had some areas over Microsoft Purview recently released in Microsoft Intune. And what we see here is is that, yes, while the standalone experience is sort of the flagship model of getting you in there for all the accessibility, we want to meet customers and partners where they need to be in their day-to-day roles. If your day-to-day role revolves around Intune, you may have no interest in going to the Microsoft 365 Defender portal. That's not your world. Mm-hmm. So, having Security Copilot embedded into Microsoft Intune, it gives you a place to go without going to another portal. We all know how we love portals. So, having to eliminate that is going to be great. Yeah. And it allows you to be able to really tie in Security Copilot's advantage into your day to day role. So, those are our two experiences there. But mm-hmm. I want to follow up on that and just say that every time the Security Copilot does something in the embedded experience, it creates a session over in the standalone experience. Because technically security cobalt is one total thing. It's mm-hmm. not two separate pieces, two separate okay. experiences. It's one with two different experiences. Mm-hmm. So as you go over to, let's say, Microsoft 365 Defender and you do an um, incident summary, when you trigger that in that incident, it's creating a session for you to work off of. Mm-hmm. When you go over and you do uh, something inside Intune, it's building out a session. So those sessions, you can then move back over into the standalone experience and go further down the rabbit trail okay. as far as you know how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it creates a session every time, showing that it is truly one single product with two different experiences, depending on how you want to interact with it.
1: So you have a history, a list um, of whatever he is doing for you. Uh, yes. And then you can click on one of these uh, sessions mm-hmm. and then you can interact with it again. Yeah, You can uh, work in the context of it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So for instance, if I'm over inside of Microsoft 365 Defender, and I am in, going into the embedded experience and I look at an incident and that incident, I do a summarization. Well, the summarization is going to create a session over in the standalone experience. And at that point, if I choose to, I could go over to the standalone experience, find that session, and then take the PowerShell script, copy and paste it over in that session and continue the process. I don't have to create a brand new session. Or I could go over into the alert story of that incident and trigger the analyze button for that script Mm -hmm. and spin off a brand new session and start with the analyzation of that script. Mm -hmm. So we have that ability of being able to create multiple sessions and then be able to dive further into the sessions we choose to. Mm -hmm hopefully in the future, fingers crossed, we'll have the ability of being able to integrate those sessions together, mm-hmm. similar to how we do already with M365 Defender Incidences. Mm-hmm. We don't have that right now, but you know, who knows what the future is going to hold. Yeah, perfect. So. perfect.
1: Have you ever seen the the, the GUI of the... Uh, yeah, that was my, my question.
0: Because if I think about Copilot, it's always about these chat-based interactions. And I think that's what the, the first demos, when they were released or in preview, or the, you you mentioned that this would come, it is the, hey, there's a chat prompt. Um, So that's That's the main thing. That's the main thing. So
1: prompt is the the main thing with which you are interacting, Mm -hmm. and with that you have the possibility to have uh, text questions or whatever, Mm -hmm. like you are used to in in ChatGPT, for Mm -hmm. example, but in the context of your security environment.
2: And and that's the biggest thing: to know that you know, Security Copilot is built off of OpenAI, built off of Mm ChatGPT, but it's built using the Microsoft-trained AI model. That's the important part. This is security-trained. Unlike any other model that exists out there in the world, this is security trained specifically leveraging our threat intelligence of over 65 trillion signals. Mm. And uh, you're right. When it comes to these prompting abilities, you can have those natural language conversations like we're talking right now. Just speak to it normal, Mm. and then it's going to be able to infer those. It's going to be able to go off into all the services that are connected via our plugins, Mm. both first party and third party, and then be able to select the skills it needs in order to do these certain actions. The skills are the actionable pieces the summarization, the analysis, and so forth, and it brings that back. And with that said, we have the ability of chaining these prompts together, in what we call prompt books. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what we have when it comes to security playbooks in Sentinel. We chain these together, and it gives us the ability of having a repeatable um, sort of game plan that has a derived outcome that can be happening every single time. Multiple prompts. Absolutely. Like One of the ones I really like is our uh, threat actor. Mm-hmm. I can type in WannaCry. And then it's going to go through and tell me, well, what WannaCry is. It's going to break it down from a summarization. It's then going to show me all the techniques and tactics that it's using. It's going to bring in threat, te- um, threat intelligence articles from Defender and even uh, bring out a summary. And what I like about the last piece of this prompt book is it says, make this for a less technical audience. So when you speak to security copilot, you can tell it how to sort of derive that outcome. Okay. Do I need to be very deep in the weeds? Or do I need to make sure that this is for someone that's less technical, maybe a C-level uh-huh. person, maybe someone that's an executive or so forth? While they're amazing in their role, they may not be overly technical. Mm-hmm. So allowing us to be able to get them out of the weeds, but be very concise on the important factor of this, it helps them be able to understand. Yeah. And they provide recommendations to improve the security posture. So that prompting and prompt voting is huge. Yeah. It allows so much flexibility.
1: And this is the this is the workflow we are seeing out there. There's a new vulnerability somewhere. Yes. Um, we are in, uh, investigating in that. Mm-hmm. We need some technical information about that. We might also need then hunt about our customer tenants. Right. And at the end, we need a management summary in order to inform the management Absolutely. of our customers. So <laughs> it's completely the, the complete workflow is mm-hmm. then uh, be able uh, to, to be done That's, in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, security copilot. I
0: think that's what what I learned from the podcast I'm doing with Jan. You have so many specific words and terms like are hunting." Uh, so if you're not familiar with it, and so I really like that part. Like, um, do a simplified version so even for the people
1: yeah. I understand yeah. it. Um, <laughs> that,
2: that is really amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite things, honestly, is the natural language of KQL. Yeah. I'm not a KQL ninja. Mm-hmm. I can do some you know threat hunting and stuff, but you know some of my colleagues they just marvel me what mm-hmm. they can do. But me having the ability to be able to speak what I want to have happen and mm-hmm. it to build it out mm-hmm. and be pretty much spot on almost every time. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Uh, there may be a tweak here and there, but all things with AI needs a little tweak occasionally, you know, but yeah. it, it's so spot on that it gets exactly what I'm asking for. Yeah. And it, it makes me better what I do. So I can really shine, even though I don't really have that experience, you know, down to that you know, level. So I it's think awesome. it's a little bit like the core pilot in the, in the development part. Mm-hmm. It is not... I'm always
0: putting out the perfect code, but mm-hmm. if you don't do it as often, uh, then okay, yeah, I can do C sharp code. That's not a problem. Right. But writing all of this, I will make errors. And mm-hmm. so getting this ready and especially, yeah, I, from now on then, I try to, to look at KQL and yep. stuff like this. And it always takes me what you're telling. It gets, takes me started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, 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 a long time SQL guy. I know how where clauses work and all of this, but this syntax that KQL is putting out, it's really strange to me. Mm-hmm. But once I get started, it's easy to tweak it. I get the Mm -hmm. pattern and I can repeat it. So it's really great.
1: Just imagine you have uh, like working with a junior consultant who just joined our company and you tell him um, maybe you can write a um, architectural concept about whatever. And, of course, it's not perfect, but you can take it as an input mm-hmm. and then you can make it better and can make uh, quality checks on that. And then you have the end product and you would be faster with that. And, and it would be easier for you to have that start, even if it's not completely perfect. Yeah. You know, And it's the same situation, I guess. Yep. Yeah?
2: And the quality of live changes that have been happening from the product team has been phenomenal. It's getting faster. It's yeah. getting more accurate. It's getting more telemetry and data into it. And uh, I mean, it is in private preview. We are still developing. And uh, it, it's come so far, week yeah. to week to week. It's insane, the, the amount of development and the astronomical brilliance that our engineers have when it comes to these areas. And that's what I really like about the partnership we have with our Microsoft partners and also uh, customers through EAP is because mm-hmm. you're bringing in experiences. You're bringing in these things that maybe it was something that was overlooked. Maybe it's something very simple from a UI change or from an understanding of telemetry that, you know, it just got left. But you bring it back up to us and we elevate that and we get it changed. It makes massive impact. So I always like to hear you know the good the bad the ugly when it comes to anything because yeah. I think it's very important to be honest and secure about that. But also uh, look at the the small things because sometimes the small things have the biggest changes. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Because you are mentioning the uh, natural language to uh, KQL yeah. thing, uh, I have to ha- had a chance to witness this from the very start. Uh, to be honest, when this was not in Copilot mm-hmm. but was just a, a small starting project, and I have seen the journey how that developed, and I can really say it's it's amazing. What yes. what what. Uh, KQL uh, um, KQL, uh, queries are coming out now uh, from the editor, from from the uh, co-pilot. When I compare this to the beginning, it's really amazing.
2: Definitely very sophisticated. We have places to go and you have further, you know, that when it comes to this, because one of the things that I'm really working on and trying to advocate for is security co-pilot needs to be something that's there with you that doesn't lead you into a dead end. There should always be an avenue to go. And we want to make sure that whenever something doesn't go the right way, or some kind of verbiage is not understood correctly. That we have options. There's always a fork in the road, and we get some kind of telemetry back to Security Copilot and say, "Hey, this is what I meant," or "This is where I want to go." We've seen this already when it comes to you know, tell me about an incident. Well, if you say, "Tell me about an incident," you know, seven eight five one, then if you have Sentinel and also Microsoft 365 Defender, and you have that same ID in both, it's going to come back and say, "Hey, which one do you mean? Mm. Which one do you mean to go with?" Mm. Because ultimately, my telemetry in Microsoft Sentinel may be vastly different. Than over an M365 Defender because Sentinel has access to third party components and on premise pieces and the connectors. So that visibility can be a lot larger than what's in the Microsoft 365 Defender section. And being able to explain that and to navigate those paths, it helps us keep us on a continued journey where we don't hit a dead end. So Copilot is really there as your best friend, co piloting you and saying, hey, which way you want to go.
1: Yeah, Which is important. It's all about attitude, I guess, at the end. Um, as we said at the beginning, if there's a developer uh, gathering the or, or searching the internet for some example code and then just copy and pasting it and putting it together, right. it might not work, you know. Right. But if this is a person that is uh, experienced in developing and understands the text he's copying or the, the code he's copying, uh, then it will really help him, yeah. Uh,
2: and, and I think that's very important because when it comes to like script analysis, and it comes to these things where we're analyzing pieces. It's not like we're just going out there and we're grabbing bits and pieces and combining them together. Um, What's happening here is that we're actually explaining what it's doing. Mm -hmm. And if you understand what's happening, it's gonna better help you from a threat defense perspective because you know what these pieces of codes mean. Mm -hmm. It's not just fabricating things together as a goal. Uh, The education and the learning and the readiness is critical. Because once you start seeing the common where it says, like, you know, bypass execution or suppress silence in command codes, then you understand that this particular malicious script is trying to bypass administrative controls. Mm-hmm. It's trying to silence all these prompts so that the user doesn't see anything. And if I'm trying to silence that and suppress that, I'm doing some defense evasion techniques. I'm trying to stay underneath the radar mm-hmm. while things are happening. Mm-hmm. And the script analysis will actually tell you that. It says, hey, this right here is bypassing execution code. That's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. This right here is suppressing all these notifications. The user will never know anything. Unless they go into task schedule or they look at the processes, it's oblivious to them. And we like that from a, um, an operations standpoint with management because we don't want the users seeing deployment of applications or deployment of X, Y, and Z. But if something malicious is happening, we need users to be aware. Because yeah. ultimately, they can be that first line of defense to say, hey, red flag, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hit the little report button. Yeah. But if they're suppressing it, we've got a problem.
1: So maybe one last topic, um, and I think it's the, the most powerful topic within the, the security co-pilot, To be honest, uh, you talked about plugins also, maybe um, and uh, extensibility uh, in, in general. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? What is possible there? Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I can tell you, if if, if if you, I mean, I'm sure you see it see it the same way, uh, because this is the most powerful thing because it gives you the ability to put everything together from different sources and give you gives you an, a holistic view on, on what you're looking for
2: yeah. absolutely so the plug-in piece I think is critical because it allows us to be able to bring in other services into security sure. copilot and the more the security copilot knows the more it can tie together the pieces that the human brain can't connect and really give you more of a full-fledged understanding of what's happening yeah. whether that's more internal connections like we've seen over this week at ignite we saw things about purview. Uh, DLP, looking at e-discovery on the compliance side. Yeah. We saw more on the Intune side and the Intra side. There's going to be more coming down the pipelines, more from our security stack and stuff, and adding those pieces in. But also the potential for partners and also ISVs to really bring in their integrated solutions, yeah. whether it's additional threat telemetry, maybe it's additional ticketing systems or other custom-built solutions for sock management. It's going to help gravitate that piece information in there to give more visibility. So the plug-in piece and the extensibility is really where the security Copilot ecosystem is going to really like expand and yep. scale, and that's what we're looking for as we move in towards GA is to have a very rich, a very open and very accessible ecosystem, so that when we have more tenants coming into Security Copilot, they have a vast array of opportunity to pull from these, from a managed stock scenario, from an integration perspective, um, customly built skills by our partners. And even the ability of chaining those together for uh, potential prompt books in the future and so forth. It, it really is opening up Pandora's box yeah, when it, it comes is. to partners and our customers to say that, you know, this is the sandbox that you can play in, yeah. now go and build yeah. and let's see how innovative that we can get and how integrated that we can come together because in the end, it's going to help us be able to have a better understanding of what is happening from an ecosystem perspective. Yeah. That's the key.
1: So maybe I'll give you one example. Um, Mm -hmm. What I hear a lot from our customers Mm -hmm. is they want to somehow integrate uh, customer specific data into their security data. So for example, they want to know uh, which servers of um, department XYZ have uh, high vulnerability or critical vulnerabilities, right. for example. Yeah. So bringing together this customer infrastructure knowledge and the security data um, and this to a single prompt uh, is, is amazing. You know?
2: Absolutely. And, and this right here really shines with our security stack too. Yeah. So uh, not going to anything specific as far as the, the products or technologies, um, but from a Defender for Endpoint perspective, if our servers are onboarded to Defender for Endpoint, we get you know, risk scores, we get CVE understandings, we get vulnerabilities and stuff. That can be fed into security copilot. In future, when we have other areas from a multi-cloud perspective or from a, an IoT perspective and so forth, we'll be to bring those things in also. And the more that we can enrich in that experience, maybe custom plugins are not needed for that. Maybe it's just the onboarding and activation of Microsoft's already built security stat mm-hmm. will help with that. Mm-hmm. But if there are situations that will not suffice for those, then Custom plugins will do that. Mm-hmm. Bring those custom plugins and bring that telemetry. Mm-hmm. It gives you the networking side. It gives you the infrastructure side. And when we think about zero trust, a lot of times we focus on the identity, the endpoints, the apps and the data. Those are like our four big ones. But we always forget sometimes that, hey, infrastructure is critical. Networking is critical. we got to make sure that we build up that you know environment where we understand where things are happening. Because threats could come in from any point. And we need to be alerted and notified of those. So mm-hmm. the plugins are going to help hugely on that side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you said nice. uh, it's, it's uh, still in private preview. Yes. Um, um, anyway, I would like to ask you, um, what, what's in the future? What mm-hmm. are you planning? Where are you looking to? And what will be the next step then afterwards? Yeah. Maybe you can talk about one or the other thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> can, can, can't, divulge, can,
2: can't divulge a lot of stuff, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I will say that. Watching through Microsoft Ignite, we have seen a lot of innovation and a lot of direction. Mm. Um, One of the biggest things is the convergent of Microsoft Central and Microsoft 365 Defender into a unified UX. That's huge. So we're going to see a lot of innovation in that space, Mm. a lot of new embedded experiences taking place around that unification. We've already seen areas that's expanded out to Microsoft Purview, whether it's DLP policies, looking at... Um, e-discovery and uh, those different areas you will see a lot more expansion in those pieces too mm-hmm. we're not just stomping with just one piece we're looking to expand from an entire security portfolio perspective mm-hmm. and also bring in our compliance portfolio mm-hmm. because as much as people think that purview and compliance is solely compliance, if you ever go through regulatory compliance pieces and you look at all the check boxes to be compliant, 90% of those are security controls. Mm-hmm. it's the same coin it's just different size. Mm-hmm. So we have to work together from a compliance and security side to come together to meet that. Uh, because ultimately, um, our adversaries are very smart in what they do. They mm-hmm. take a lot of pride in what they do. And now they're using AI to be even better at it. Mm-hmm. So we have to utilize security copilot and AI to be combative. Mm-hmm. But as far as things are going from a future perspective, as we move up into GA, definitely expect more plugins, first party, working across our security portfolio more embedded experiences. Embedded experiences are going to be huge because it allows you to exist in the space that you work in on a day-to-day basis and you don't have to navigate away. Mm. So we're going to be focusing on a lot of those areas there, but always never forgetting that the embedded experiences do create sessions over in the standalone experience, in the portal. Mm. And that's really where the flagship piece is. So a lot of innovation, very exciting space to be into. And I'm very blessed to be where I'm at right now. And uh, looking forward to what the future will hold in that
1: place. We at Click Kanye are very happy
2: that we can take part in that already. And, uh, absolutely. And trying to yeah. test it and
1: uh, to support you uh, with our thoughts about it. Yes. So um, it was absolutely great having you here, James. Thank you very much for yeah. joining us. My
2: pleasure. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the uh, venue of the, of the show. Uh, and um, yeah, talk yeah. to you soon. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.